ass out. Hey, could you turn me up some more? Right there? Or maybe I could. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Gang, 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 Taylor Gang. You know I'm rapping Taylor. I'm a bitch from Cali, so you know I'm smoking flavors. They fucking with bunch of men, but only smoking papers. And I throw it up so they can know just what my game is. Motherfucker hater. Left the crib with 10 grand, bought a hundred pair. I'm the coach, I can show you how to be a player. Five aces, the fitted bitches love my hair. Camo shorts go with anything I wanna wear. They let me in the club, fuck the dress code. Me and all my niggas rolling up the best smoke. OG Kush from the West Coast. Oh, you down the fuck? Shorty, let's go. Diamonds in my chain, niggas trying to steal my lane. Chronic in my brain, bitch, I'm rapping Taylor Gang. Smoke till I'm insane, drinking till I'm throwing up. Only papers if you tailor, nigga, throw it up. High socks, low cuts. Smell that good weed, then you know it's us. That yellow car pulling up. Them niggas ain't high, so they ain't close to us. Down the fly, get two fingers and hold them up. Taylor, yeah. Taylor, gang. Taylor, gang. Taylor, yeah. Taylor, gang. Taylor, gang. Taylor, gang. Taylor, Bought a crib like Scarfaces, this is my world All my niggas down the bang, but we could try words Smoking ounces to the head till my mind twirls I'm the mayor and my bitch look like a flag girl Topic of discussion, talk shit cause they bitches love us Plus them niggas suckers, I got that in living color All my cars are different colors, all my bras are different colors All I do is fuck them once and I don't call or give them numbers Rolex, mo, sex, good, weed, no, stress Run my town, arms, chest, lift, weights, bow, flex Throw your set up, what you rep when you twistin' your fingers? Real recognize, real in my nigga, you a stranger. Got a bank full of Skrilla, a brain full of papers. Got a phone full of hoes and a gang full of tailors. Taylor, gang. Taylor, gang. Taylor, gang. Taylor, gang. That was the long laugh for y'all bitch ass niggas. Gang. Taylor, gang. Taylor, yeah. You know I'm rapping Taylor's All Come the way from Cali so you know I'm smoking flavors Ain't fucking with bunch of know we're only smoking papers And I throw it up so they can know just what my game is Motherfucker hater You see me out, I rep my gang Used to serve that John McCain that John McCain, hold up, they don't know my name, Chevy, who, Chevy, who, look at all the shit them dollars do, getting all this money with you, know who, it's Taylor gang over you, we popping bottles, gang signs, all my niggas gang signs, rolling up, gang signs, niggas tripping, bang time, hold up, what they say about us, same niggas gotta get the okay about stuff, they ain't in the same league, they don't play like us, no sticks, no seats, keep that rolled up.
bang on them hoes, we does that Socket work, I just had a plug for that Get your tailor on, hope whatever you rap Throwing up the gang, 4800 still rapping the set Got these niggas tripping, and these bitches too They just hate us though, no matter what we do What up, car? On the left side It's Taylor Gang, and that's our dad Chevy Taylor Gang, 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 Taylor Gang. You know I'm reppin' Taylor's All my weed from Cali, so you know I'm smoking flavors Ain't fuckin' with brunch, you know I'm only smoking papers And I throw it up so they can know just what my game is Motherfucker hater Yeah, so pretty much um I was in um I was in I was in where the fuck was I at? Oh, we were we were in downtown um we were in downtown Fed no Fells, I think. We were in downtown Fells and um I was with Zach at the time. And me and Zach were out. We were just fucking, I don't know, cutting up the night or whatever. And um we got to this one bar that I'm going to take you guys to, which is actually really fucking lit. Like, it's a really good bar, actually. I'm trying to remember the name of it so I can remember to take you guys there. It's, like, split in two different directions. Like, the first bar is kind of like a loony setup. And then the back, it's, like, this really open area. But anyway, um, we uh, we bumped into some people. And, and, and this is Zach and me back in, like, circa... 2009, bro. 2000, no, not 2009. Like 2012 or 2011 or some shit like that, right? Like we were like kind of on that, um, you know. He's six one, a buck ninety five, like ten percent body fat. I'm probably, dude. At this time, listen to these numbers, dude. I'm probably at this time five ten, two forty, like ten percent body fat. <laughs> like big as shit. <laughs> um. And I'm and I'm and I'm a hothead too, but not in a bad way. Like I'm the same person, but I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to prove my masculinity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, so essentially, I don't know. Long story short, uh, Zach randomly got into this altercation, and what Zach would do is he would start to laugh in the middle of the altercation randomly. So imagine you're like like yo fuck you nigga like whatever you're just talking shit. He just starts laughing and stops talking. And what he's doing is he's like analyzing your body and trying to make a decision on when he's gonna hit the fucking shit out of your head. Shit. <laughs> he's like scanning your body like a fucking scientist. And then like, what, like he's like trained in this shit. Exactly. And what he eventually did is he um what he eventually did is he uh he decided to um hit the shit out of him. <laughs> and uh and um hit him so hard that he made him drop and then he just got out of there. 
he just dipped and just ran full speed for like a mile straight. And I connect that to what I would do. Like, honestly, something were that to happen because he did that from the lens of he had just got caught with some shit and had just got out of jail like two weeks ago prior to that. Yeah, he didn't want to get into no more shit. And that's, and that's where we are in our lives right now, bro. Like, we're at the point in our lives now where we're at the certain age where, you know, I can't, I can't do that. I can't. Because City, you know, here's another thing, too. She said some shit one time, like, I kind of, I don't want to see you fight, but I kind of want to see you fight because I think it's hot. I, I think it's attractive when a man can, like, take care of me. Yeah. And um, I always found that statement, like, I think she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about <laughs> because yeah. she's never been to jail and she doesn't realize that, like, that's a, a, like, one thing I learned in jail, assault charge, they don't play around, bro. No, they don't. I, I've seen first time, I tell, dude, I tell Sydney this all the time, and I'm going to tell you, I'll tell anybody, I've seen first time offenders, never, no record in their life, getting a pretty bad fight where someone gets hurt, get 18 months. Damn. They really don't play around about physical contact. Exactly. And I tell Sydney that all the time, and so... I want to get your opinion on this too. Like, what you honestly would do? But if it was, if if we go out next Saturday, and it would have to be a man, a man would have to put his hands on Sydney. Yeah. And I would do that. I would hit the fucking piss out of his head, literally, and break my hand. But I would hit him in like the side of his head, where like there's a possibility for him to fucking um, not be okay. <laughs> That's fucking bad, dude. It is bad. Damn. Um, I, I get what she's saying, but at the same time, it's like, do you want to see me go to jail? <laughs> yeah, like, you can't you can't do that. Yeah, you know? Like, you know? Yeah, you really can't do that. Like, you can't, you can't, I don't know what else to fucking say. You can't do that. <laughs> Like, I can protect you, but just, you know, don't put me in a situation where I have to. And that's my point, right? So we were in bed, and I looked at her, and I said exactly what you said. I said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect you. I'm going to do whatever I got to do, right? But yeah, like you said, don't. I said, watch how you respond. Watch how you react. I said, don't start running your mouth. Don't start act. I said, because first of all, you're not built like that. So don't do that. Right. Sydney is strong, and Sydney probably will fuck somebody up, but Sydney doesn't have the mental structure to fuck somebody up. Like, because it's way different when you actually get hit. Yeah. You got to be able to take the hit. You got to be able to take the hit. You got to be able to channel that anger and be controlled. Like, and I tell people all the time, I don't think I'm built for it. Like, dude, I haven't gotten a fight in 10 years. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I, you know, I would like to think I would be, but um, I told you, you got to watch how you react. I said, you got to watch your reaction. Seriously, though, all the girls, like, just watch how you react. You know, Tiff, I'm telling you right now, bitch, if you fucking, everybody, just watch how they react. Don't you agree? Like, everybody just watch how you react to shit. Watch, watch how you react, you know, because at the end of the day, it ain't worth it. You know? And, and watch how you react if a dude, see, that's, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. That's the one that I'm a little scared of. I'm a little, I am a little scared of. The girls that we're with getting hit on, and we kind of leave it alone and let them, you know, 
do their own thing and say, look, I'm good, dude. But like, I'm, I'm, I am a little worried about like dudes pressing the issue. Yeah. Cause that, that, cause that is a thing, dude. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You know, it, hap- it happens a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have anyone, we don't have any ugly girls coming right. with us. <laughs> you know, none of them are ugly, dude. So it's going to attract a certain, you know, energy. I'm not for none of that though. I'm me neither. <laughs> we we're we already dealing with enough complications as it is. Exactly. We don't need no more human beings over here. Exactly. Like I'm I'm okay. Like you, you can say what you gotta say, but if she say no, I'm gonna need you to dip. Just dip, bro. Just get the fuck out of here, bro. And exactly. and how I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it nicely first. Like, hey, dude. Like, just like just chill, bro. Like, just get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> exactly. He went, oh, who the fuck? Like, come on, man. I, I'm not really trying to do all that. Just fucking exit. <laughs> just, yeah. like, like objectively, just all you got to do is do, like, an about face like you're in the military and just fucking bounce, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a bunch of other girls in here. Go find another one, shit. And then if he acts like that some more, I'm like, actually, you know what? I'll remove myself. So I'd be like, hey, babe, come on. I, let, I were, so I guess if you want to follow me now, I'm going to go to that side of the bar. How about that? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, if he tries to do something else, that's, that's, when the, that's when the side of his head gets broken. Yeah, like if, if y'all try to go and he grabs her arm, like, oh. <laughs> yo, oh my God, dude. What would you do? Yo. You would black out. I would probably black out, yes. Dylan would help you. Yeah. Even though we're really not allowed to, but I think the natural instinct of him being your friend and me too, like, would just naturally kick in. Yeah. And that's bad. I'm, I'm not a big dude, but I ain't, I ain't no bitch either, so. You'll try. You'll, you'll let him know, like, bro, that wasn't okay, dude. Yeah. If you fuck me up, you, dude, I know a friend, like, I knew, I knew a friend that was, like, your size, and that was his mentality. Like, if I get fucked up, I get fucked up, dude. Like, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my, <clears throat> I'm gonna do my best to fuck you up. Shit, I'm not about to just let you sit here and do whatever the fuck you want. There was a dude, um, his name was Todd Whaley. His name was Todd fucking Whaley. He's passed away too, but <clears throat> his name was Todd fucking Whaley, dude. He um he had to be your height and like a buck thirty, dude. Okay. And he's the one that introduced me to weed. He's the one that introduced me to Molly, shrooms, he's the one that introduced me to all that shit between eighteen and twenty three. And um I'll tell you a story, actually. <clears throat> for our, uh, <clears throat> what the fuck? I can't even talk, man. For our, um, um, for our senior graduation, the day, um, so the last day of school, actually, my my graduating year. Um, did you do anything with anyone that day when you had that half day? Huh? Did you do anything before that half day? Like, did you? Probably not. You probably were like a regular kid and like not a piece of shit. But like, did you do anything that day? No, I didn't. I didn't. I actually, I don't even fucking remember if I'm being honest. So it was a thing in our area where like the last day of school, like your last day ever having to walk through those doors as a senior, which you know is like a month and a half before everyone else. Um, right. I walked in so high and smelling like a skunk, and drank a whole like water bottle of. Um, of uh, orange crush. Oh shit! That's not okay. <laughs> That's fucking dumb as shit. <laughs> I know you was fucked. 
I was high as shit and fucked. And um, and I remember first sergeant, because I was in JRTC all four years, he was like, he literally said, nigga, you dumb. He's like, this is your last day. Like, you want to get arrested that day? He's like, go in the office and just cool out, bro. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You dumbass kid. Um, and, uh, but yeah, but Ty Whaley is the one. Dude, we got that high because we domed an entire blunt. Oh, shit. You know what it feels like to dome a joint? Imagine some of those joints. Bro, speaking of that, let's go Let's go all the way back, nigga. Do you remember the, the first time I really smoked with you when I rolled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it that? It wasn't a fat one, was it? it was yeah, nigga. That shit was like, remember, it was like eight grams. Oh, shit. That was, that was the first one? That was the first time you and I smoked. Uh, yeah, bro. Really? I thought it was something before that. Because I remember I, at the time, I was just kind of getting to know you a little bit. I mean, obviously, I knew you more, but I feel like we were just sitting there playing a game, and I was like, bro, you want to smoke? I really, maybe it wasn't the very first time. It was maybe the third or fourth time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But remember, I said, hey, you want to smoke? And you like, yeah, whatever. And so, yeah, I think I do. I think I had like maybe I mean I think I may have even had ten grams just sitting there. I said I'm about to just grind all this up. Fuck it. Shit. You remember that? I do. And I believe we Facetime Jermaine and Dylan after we rolled it. Remember how? Do you remember when that? Remember lighting that first one? Yeah, nigga, because it, it was so hard to light because of how big it was. But then would it once it lit once the amber like was made, it like wouldn't go out. Yeah, it was like a fucking cigar. <sighs> um but we smoked like something like that that day to the face. Oh shit. I know y'all was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude. Oh man, dude. Oh man. But um yeah, so that's what I did do. So I, I don't know. Long story short, we're gonna be good. I don't know why that girl just like randomly made those suggestions and comments about what could happen. Like, none of that is going to happen. Yeah, right. Don't put that negativity in the ass, shit. Yeah, like, I have no idea where that coming from. But let me, I guess guess here's a topic that I have that, um, that I guess we can talk about. So my mom called me today, right? Right. Well, first, first I did the interview today. How was that? The interviewer sucked. Um, Asked the wrong questions or like... No, wouldn't wouldn't engage. So she would do things like, she would ask me a question. She'd be like, can you tell me about a moment where you put together an engagement program, a play engagement program, or an example? Um, and I would say, hey, can you clarify that a little bit more? Like, can you give me a little bit more context? She'd be like, no, you can just pick it. Oh, wow. What the fuck? Or I would give my answer and she would just say, just smile, right? And it wasn't like a negative one. You could tell she was engaged. She just didn't say anything. She just sucked at her job, I think. Well, I don't think. I know. I mean, I've talked to so many of those roles. Yeah. And I think I'm a really good interviewer. I think, I will, you know what, sidebar real quick. I actually think, bro, if I'm being honest, I actually think I don't pick talent very well from a from a timing perspective. Like I think I think some of the talent that I've recruited to be partners or even work on projects of mine, um, 
I do believe that, uh, I do believe I'm such a good salesman that I get them excited about something without them doing the due diligence of diligence of whether they really wanted to like dedicate what it takes to dedicate to what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Right. I get you. Um, another sidebar. I haven't even heard from that bitch Jasmine. That's crazy too, right? Yeah. Hey, you're like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with her? It's, it's crazy. She seems so grimy. Yeah. Like, grimy as fuck. Yeah. It's really interesting, but, but it's all working out. Um, I mean, you know, we did take a hit with the partners and the clients, obviously, and we have to get the re- you know website rebuilt. But look, I still have my producer and editor. I still have my co-founder. I still have two partners. Um, you know, and I still have the, you know, and I still have me, which is like, you know, I know I'm the one that I've, like, I just talked to a, a company today for like a $15,000 deal. That's lit. You know, I don't know if it's going to work out. You know how those things go. You've heard that a bunch of times, but you know, we, you know, yeah. the conversations are being had, so we're trying. Um, so I don't fucking know. But anyway, I don't know how we got on that topic. The original fucking topic is see that was like some shroom shit. I know, just like little sidebars here and there. That was cr- this. Yep. That. that was crazy how fast we went down that fucking that road when we did the shrooms. I know, man. It was a. I I really enjoyed it though. Like, it really it gave me like this this deep laugh that I that I didn't know I need needed. You know, like I could not stop laughing when it first started. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> you were done, dude. Yo, this shit, I was I was about to roll down the steps, like you said. And it was a deep. It was a deep, full like 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 I'm not thinking about anything else in this world right now. Laugh. Like, I'm present in this laughter, you know? Exactly, and I needed that. Mm-hmm. And I think we all got what we needed from it, you know? Yeah, I think we all did, too. I think we all did, too. I think we got, you know... I think the fact, for me personally, bro, like, it was my two takes. I was happy to see you do what you did. I was actually happy to see Brooke not open her mouth. Yeah. Like, I, I kept bringing that up because I think that was a really introspective moment she needed. And then I, dude, I fucked with getting to know Dylan more, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely saw him in a different light because, you know, he, he opened up a lot more than I've ever seen him open up yeah. about things that that's in his head and how he sees the world. Yeah, he's hitting a stride in life. You can tell, you know. Yeah, man. And I think I think Kenzie has a little bit to do with that as well. Yeah, for sure. You gotta give her credit, bro. Yeah. She a real one. She is, dude. You know. Um. But now here here was the fucking original question. I have no idea how we got to that. Here was the original question, though. My mom today, right, called me, and we talked about a couple different topics, and those topics were in like the the category of like redoing parenting. So you know she has my sister. And now this is a time for her to be able to redo some shit and do things okay. differently. Um, and you know, you know, and she was fucking my head up because she was talking about her back being hurt and she, you know, struggle walking and uh, you know, just the money and the timing of the bills and all this all the normal things. And 
you know, the sad thing is I could just hear in her voice, and it's, this, this is the fucked up part of the of the topic. I don't even want to talk about this part. I'm just going to just spit it out and move on back past it, but... Um, right. Like, she made a comment. She's like, I have no idea, like, what I'm even doing or thinking at, um... At, um... You know, what am I even doing or thinking at this point in my life right now? Like, I have no idea what the next three years hold for me. And I said, is that scary for you? She said, yeah, very, you know. Um, and and I think what she's struggling with is you shouldn't feel, you should feel the most sure about life at 50. Yeah. You know, and I think what she's dealing with. But, 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 but even that's a fucking dumb statement. What does that statement even mean? Like, who made up that statement? Why is it 50? Why is it not? You know, yo, and that's what I'd be saying. Like, who who made up these statements that you had to be a certain place at a certain time in life? Like, and I think it's just all fucking made up. Somebody made this shit up, and we all just went with it. Yeah, remember we talked about that on streams. Oh yeah, it's and all- I just I don't I don't understand why it's like why everyone's in a in a rush. To get get to a certain place, like you, you rushing to get to the finish line before you know you won't be dead. Yeah. So I mean, I just say enjoy enjoy every day, enjoy the process of trying to get to where you want to be, not just the results at the end. Yeah, yeah, I think. So she broke it down like this. Like, here's the official topic. She said, like, officially what she said is, she said, you know, as I as I try to redo parenting with your sister, there are some core pillars of life that are just non-negotiables that I think we all do need to put in place because they're connected to, like, you know, an easier life, right? Like, yeah. like, like, one thing she said, like, I respect... Sydney's father so much in the way that he, the way that he analyzes analyzes and structures his uh, analyzes and structures his responsibilities to parent with with his daughter with from a, from a financials perspective. Yeah. Right. Like and my mom said, I, I I respect that honestly, and I wish I would have done that for you. And I'm sorry. You know, she's like, you know, your sister Rita's will hire at 14, <clears throat> and she said, your sister can get a first job this summer and when she goes to get that job let's say she makes 12 bucks an hour she'll be bringing in a few hundred dollars a month and um i'm going to teach her to save to save 50 percent of that money yeah and she said it's not going to be an option if she doesn't save she's getting she's getting punished and it's not going to be in her name it'll be in a separate account and she's going to learn the principle of saving that money and, yes. work, and living off of the living off of the other fifty percent. So she said, if her if her checks on a weekly basis are four hundred dollars, no, they're not, bitch. Those things are two hundred. Yeah, exactly. And since I'm your parent living in this house, you're gonna learn. You're gonna follow those rules. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, what that, what that will teach her is that you know, just because you make a certain amount of money, that doesn't mean you have to spend. That certain amount of money. Live below your means. Mm-hmm. You know? Too many too many of, you know, the world, not just America, but the world, we live we live above our means. And that's why we 
we broke. Yeah. <clears throat> so she was saying. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was watching this YouTube video, and this guy was saying, you know, don't fall into that uh, that lifestyle creep. And what he was saying was, okay, let's say you get like a $20,000 raise at work. Don't go buy a new car just because you got a $20,000 raise. Mm. Keep the same shit. Keep the same level of living and just make more money and save that and put that aside and save to invest. Mm. So you can buy more assets. You know, well, she was even just talking about like trying to get to a level that is like somewhat, you know, she was like, what, she was like, what, like, she's like, AJ, what do you think the 10 pillars? Cause I was telling her about what Sydney said. I was telling her how Sydney was like, look, you know, I want to do the whole, <clears throat> you know, different job thing. And then, you know, cause we were talking about how this job potentially could be my shovel. You know, when you make $150,000, you really make about $10,000 post-tax. That's a that's a significant shovel. Yeah. And um, and you can start to dig your way out of shit, you know? Right. And she was saying, let's say that happens. What do you think of the other just 10 pillars of just life to have together? You know, that money part being the one. And I was like... You know, there's a couple of categories. Like, I think, I would like to say that, like, you know, my body and, and the kids, and my kids' bodies and Sydney's body, like, health-wise is one that is, like, a core. Like, she was like, what do you think that, like, what do you see, like, what do you think is the perfect 10 things you should do, like, non-negotiables in life that you should, like, teach a child? She's like, so, like, essentially, you have a kid. What are you punishing them for if they don't do it? Like the finance example I just gave. And I was talking about, and I said, I don't know, healthy eating. I said, you know, I'm probably going to force my kid to like come up with like new ideas, like 15 or 20 new ideas a month and like present them to me, dude. <laughs> yeah, because you know, dude, that'll, that'll prepare them to pitch to people if they want to go down that road as well. Yeah, um... I'm never gonna let my kids say I don't know. You know, you know how I am when I be saying that to you. I'm like, nigga, what does I don't know mean? I don't know me. It's it's uh it's cool for. I haven't really thought about it, and I don't feel like thinking about it. And then I'm gonna make my kid be like, it's time to think about it literally now. Yeah, don't put it off. Don't put it off. Like unpack it now, dude. Yeah, you put it off. You ain't never gonna unpack it. You just gonna push it back. And that's the shit that I've been doing with my job currently. Because you know I intern, I volunteer rather, not intern. I volunteer for that. Um, I'm the co, I'm pretty much the, the highest on the, the food chain of like the, the HR department for that for that company I volunteer for with this lady named Capri. Right. And we talked about that today. Um, we talked about how, um, Wait, what the fuck are we talking about? The ADD kicked in. Oh, we talked about how you don't you don't wait for shit, right? So like there was a stupid situation happened and we had to like build some strategy around it. And you know, we had the the strategy call with the person immediately. We didn't wait for it. You know, okay. because it's connected to this. Like you don't wait to unpack your feelings. You don't wait to unpack like address that shit now. Let's unpack that shit right now. Exactly, because it helps. 
It will help. It really will help, dude. Uh, it teach you to, because a lot of people, and I'm one of these people, I procrastinate. And I wanted to teach you not to do that. Yeah, yeah. So that's procrastinating is uh is very bad, and that's 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 a big thing that I'm gonna teach my kid not to do. Yeah. Just that shit right now, not tomorrow, not five minutes later, right now. Yeah, like quite literally right now. Like anything, you got to call right now. They didn't answer, leave a message and text them and send them an email. Like, do that shit now. <laughs> the whole nine yards, right now. And, and, and I'm going to have you write them a fucking letter and, and, and drive over to the mailbox and put it in there. Exactly. You're going to get every form of communication to that person as fast as possible. And that'll teach them hustle. Yeah. And I'm going to have you slack his ass too. Slack them fucking... Hit him up on Venmo. Venmo got a messaging platform too. You gonna hit him up every way, nigga. <laughs> Yo. Um. But yeah, so I said that. I said, um. You know, this might be immature, but I don't give a fuck what anybody tells me. And I want to figure out a way to say this politely on the on the girl side of it because people are gonna say you're weird. So I'm, I gotta really think about how I want to say this. Um. Oh, be politically correct. Uh, yeah, I gotta figure out. Um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach my. All right, here's a way I can do it politically correct. I'm gonna teach my kids, both women or female, uh, male or female. I'm gonna teach them how to have the tracks conversation in the sexual category. Oh, okay. That I am gonna, I am gonna talk to them about that. I really am, bro. I really, really am, because I think it teaches a a deeper discipline and principle. that deeper discipline in principle to to respect boundaries to set boundaries to communicate to um be present in the moment of what is not what was five minutes ago or what could be five minutes later um and to and to control control your own body and energy and to not let anyone control your own energy um yeah wouldn't you say that's what all this shit that we're going through right now is teaching us? Like that that's the core element of what it's teaching. Fuck the fuck the sex part. I'll fucking jerk off if I need to. Fuck that shit. And, and for ladies, I'll give you a fucking vibrator. If we need to get the job done of literally coming, we can do other things with that. Yeah. But we're teaching a principle, bro. We're teaching ourselves shit. That's the way I'm doing it. I don't know about anyone else, but <laughs> Nah, I feel you. What do you think about that? If there's if there's no other way to teach those, then yeah, I mean, sure, go ahead. Or if that's the way that you want to do it, yeah. But don't you um, think don't you think the tracks conversation isn't like take sex out of it? It's important for them to be present in in just different tracks of life. Period. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've, I've just never called. I did. I've never called it tracks. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know where this shit came from. Yeah, me neither. That's why I was like tracks. Huh? <laughs> because like I get what you're saying like let's say you go to work you don't want to come home pissed off at work and take shit out on other people because of what happened at work That's exactly exactly leave work at work and leave home at home 
and leave the stories and the narratives and the perspective of, of, of what you feel work is negatively doing to you there. Like, leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to do that because I've seen too many people um, come home from work mad as hell and just take that shit out on other people. And that's, that's my that's my hugest pet peeve. Like, if, I did, if I didn't do anything to you, do not take your shit out on me. I'm not nobody's punching bag. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, I hear you, bro. I shut that shit down. People, people might. I think some people would verbally would 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 say I'm verbally fucking aggressive, but I just don't play around. Like, if anyone tries to do that to me, you know how I've done things. Stop fucking playing with me. I don't play none of that shit. Yeah, no. What the fuck is happening right now? That that is not happening right now. Yeah, because you're not mad. You're not really mad at me. Yep. So why you that on me? Yep. I'm like, take that, take that somewhere completely different than than the earth that I'm on right now. Yeah, if you gotta step away, go step away and you know, get your shit together. And then you come back and talk to me. Yeah. I remember the most recent time I was like, leave now. That way. <laughs> I was like, go <laughs> that way. <laughs> um that's so bad, dude. It um, is. <laughs> um but uh yeah so those are some of the i don't know some of the categories that she was talking about and i was just essentially we both were just essentially saying that um you know you just got to be thoughtful about this shit you know so if she could redo parenting she would probably like she said just think through some of those elements and and try to you know do it the right way you know yeah i feel you um all right let me ask you this this is a question that i have it says, it reads, don't confuse self-doubt with self-defeat. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear that? Um, self-doubt is thinking you can't do anything or thinking you can't do something. And when I hear self-defeat, I'm thinking you attempted to do something and you failed. Mm. Don't confuse self-doubt with self-defeat. Because um, I think what they're also saying is like the self-doubt part could potentially allow procrastination or fear to creep in. Yeah. And you don't actually do it. But self-defeat is like, hey, hey, nigga, at least you tried, bro. And you just, you just objectively fucked up. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, that's my perspective on it. It's okay till it's not okay though. And that's the thing that I think we're also we're all playing with as well in life. Like it's okay to not get your degree. It's okay to not get the skills that you think you need and try to bullshit life. You know, cuz that you know, you know, here's something I'll be honest with you about Denzel. This is something I've been vulnerable about vulnerable about vulnerable about recently like There's a certain element of bullshit and narrative to my story that I say in these interviews that that, you know, I got to show up when I go in there. Yeah. You know, you, and I learned that from like some Ari Gold type shit. Like I paint a picture of myself that is much, much more grandiose than than it actually is. You know, I haven't guaranteed, like, like for example, one of the big things I always say is like, I'll be able to utilize my network strategically to get shit done. Um. You know, I don't have any actual deals with my fucking partners anymore. <laughs> so, 
but but at the same time, I think that's a possibility. But I, I think essentially what I'm saying is like, you know, there are times where I have exaggerated, and so the the, the punchline in life is like, how much can you actually exaggerate versus there's a moment where it like fucks you, you know? Cause like I said, you can you can exaggerate work, you can exaggerate or bullshit or not decide to get a degree. You can you can eat whatever food you want. You can treat people like you can do anything you want to do that's not good, and get away with it and get away with it and get away with it until you don't. Exactly, and that's what is going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think one thing that I've learned though to do is, you know. Are you comfortable with the biting? I think so. I think, like, this is something Zach taught me, bro. He taught me, like, get comfortable with the, the repercussions of things that you do. Yeah. And, and and settle with those repercussions prior. You know what I mean? Be like, all right, if this is what the negative outcome of this is going to be, yeah, I'm locked in. I'm okay with that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but. No, I think I think that's right because that's that's where you you take accountability for your actions. Yeah. Because if you say, "Hey, this is a possible negative outcome, and I'm okay with it," that means that you really thought about it, and you're going down that road knowing what's going to happen or what could happen. Yep. And so that once it if you know said bad thing does happen, you know I don't think you'll be as defeated because you were prepared for it. Is all profit good profit? No. What's bad profit? And I'm not putting, and I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not necessarily putting a mon- monetary uh, definition. Uh, I no, I, I could be, I could not be. I don't really. Uh, uh, I'm, also, I, I think I heard this somewhere. Um, what do you mean by bad profit? Let me ask you that. I don't know, actually. I saw this. I saw this question somewhere, and I thought about it. I was like, I think this is something I could riff on. Is is all profit good profit? So, like, let's take a bit. Let's take a talk. Talk about it from this context. Um, what is essentially profit? Profit is you put out some sort of energy or 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 currency to the world to try to get something back. And then there's still something left over from the original amount you gave, right? Or, or no, that's leftover. That's not profit. Profit is what's profit in the financial term? Like, let's define profit. Um, I think profit is when you make money after all your expenses are paid. In the original, yeah, off the original investment, right? Yeah, off the original investment. So I guess. There's a couple ways to look at it, right? Like, let's use like, like how could you use this example in life? Because, because it, 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 looking at the question again, is all profit good profit? Yes or no? Mm. And profit is something that you that you gain after something is paid. Um. Like here's a scenario, like 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 I got a deep one for you. Somebody somebody kills your father. Right. 
So, like, now you need to make an investment in yourself mentally to, like, figure out what you want to do about that. And you decide to pay the price of killing that person now. Is that profit, right? The outcome of that, is that a good profit? Because emotionally, you can make a safe, you can make a choice that, yeah, like, I, I feel okay with that. But is that good profit? Um, I think that I don't. I don't think that all profit is good profit. Not, not, not in that scenario. Um, someone kills my dad, and I go and kill them for killing my dad. What I'm profiting and the satisfaction of you know someone else dying for committing that act towards you know one of the most important people in my life. But that doesn't bring them back. It doesn't. It doesn't. So that that leaves me looking over my shoulder, wondering if I ever get caught. And it just, it just provides a, a worse life than what it would have been, in my opinion. You know it would be a good movie? And I think the actor from This Is Us, the black guy, if you've ever seen that, um, would crush being the main character for this. A good movie would be him playing a role where he's like a mental health therapist or a psychologist and um, his mother was killed early on in his life and he decided to study murderers and then that eventually got him into just the space of mental health and really helping people that are like hurt. And one of his patients kills his wife in the same way his mother got killed. Shit. And a movie, dude, this would be a good movie. And then the punchline of the movie is he, he goes through the complexities of wanting to kill this guy to eventually throughout the movie, um, he puts himself in very dangerous situations to eventually get close enough to the guy and tell him, like, look, man, I actually love you. And I made it my goal in life to like save humans and you need saving brother. Like you need to, and and, like he goes through the journey of like fucking really helping him. And he finds out like some other crazy shit. And, and the, the, the people watching the movie are like thinking in their minds, like, fuck that nigga. I would have killed that dude. And like, no, I understood like how you can go from like pain to light and really want to. Cause like, dude, someone like that is sick, bro. Yeah. So should you kill them? No. The amount of pain you have to have in your heart to kill a human being is significant, bro. Oh, sidebar. Let me ask you this. Do you think that we are all capable of gruesome, terrible things? Yes. Okay. I do too. I think we all have that darkness in us. Yes. And I think that a lot of the reason why, well, not a lot, but a part of the reason why we look at murderers so awfully is because they look like us. So if that nigga can do it, that means I can do it. You know? That was another movie that I actually have seen. So first of all, what are your opinions on that movie I just said? I think that movie sounds great. I would watch that shit. That sounds kind of hard, right? Yeah, I think that the psychological, um, what is the word for it? The psychological parts in it are very interesting. 
And it would have to get dark too. It would have to get to, it would have to get dark to the point where like the main character like kidnaps the guy that killed his wife and like has yeah. him tied up and like has like like an intense scene with like a big ass gun just pointed right at his head with like sweat dripping down that dude's face and like you know like it just zooms in on his face. He's like, dude, I'm not fucking around. Like you you dumb fuck. You killed my wife, dude. And then I don't know, some sort of flashback of his mother dying and him studying and learning about the mental health and like I don't know, it could do some crazy shit like that and him like making the decision like, no, this nigga needs help, bro. And then it could show like flashbacks of like the guy that killed his girl and all the things that he went through with his family and parents and why he is the way he is and you know. That could all yeah. go through his fucking head, dude, in that in that ten second window of him thinking about killing him. Yo, we should we should buy a, a, a movie studio so we can produce this shit. I'll give you an idea. I'll, I'll tell you right now how you could make one. I'll tell you right now how you could make one. There's like a certain tier of people that are like fully capable technically because they've done the job. Where you could go to the following categories. You could go to writers, um, like documentary or like indie filmmakers, um, people with cameras and equipment, um, makeup artists, everything you can think of that's on the staff of like a film or a TV show. Um... Um, sorry, I just got a message. Um, all of that, right? Anything that you need to, to do a, um, anything that you need to do and run from a staffing perspective, the team, um, to make a film, I would go to all of them. Like they have to be mid-level, like, so like not great, not horrible, like barely getting, barely making like $60,000 as like, as like a creative. So like regular people, but like better than regular. And um, I would say to them, look, I want to start a movie studio, but I want everyone to have equal equity in the company. And I want to make one film a year. And I want, I will do, I will, this is what my job will be. Um, I will be the founder of this. I will be um, an advisor to the creative team and like help bring ideas to the table and hear out ideas. You guys will actually do all of the work of making it. I'll get some investors. I'll help like structure the team and run the team. Um, and, uh, and I will help get us like brand deals and whatever we need to just keep this engine moving. Um, I'll reach out to some like companies for distribution. Just make the film. We're a company that makes one film a year. We all share the profits, but we all don't get paid up front outside of some of the investment that we can get. So that's what I would do, bro. That's how you start a movie company. You could do that. You could reach out to each one of them on LinkedIn and Twitter. You could find them. You could put it together. That would be lit. I literally just broke down the whole process. Yo. That would be great, dude, because <clears throat> I, don't think, I don't think people realize it's, it's not easy, but it's very simple. It's very simple to, you know, start these things. It's just not easy to get. It's not easy to pull off. You know? Like, look what look what Tyler Perry did. He's a billionaire. He came from 
sleeping in his car, homeless, to being a billionaire, owning his own uh, studio, content studio, you know, TV shows, movies, stuff, stuff of that nature. Yep. And it is amazing what he did, but, and it did take a lot of hard work, but I also think it was, I think he broke it down into simple steps and just conquered each step efficiently. Yep. You're totally right, dude. Um, you're so right, man. Um, I'll tell you this too. Actually, I'll send this message right now. Actually, I'll send this message right now. Hold on, I'll do it right now, dude. What you doing? I'm gonna send a message to this guy, Tope. I'm gonna send it right now. Um, it's not working. Hold on. What the fuck? Oh, because I'm on the phone. That's why. Oh shit. But essentially, I'm gonna send him a message saying, "Like, bro, um, let's do that podcasting idea." So, so Tope has this uh, creative. Um, agency where he, he like does like video and promo videos and like photography um for artists right mm-hmm. so like pictures and photography yeah so pictures photography videos and like promo clips on like for instagram and shit right like a, like a creative agency just for rappers right and they'll pay like you know 500 dollars for like x amount of videos and whatever the case is right i was like bro i think you should let me build out a podcasting division and he said, what do you mean? I said, bro, if I don't do it with you, I think I might start it. I said, I want to start a podcasting division where... So so hear this idea, bro. Podcasting right now, right? There's probably 300,000 podcasts. But I'll give you a couple categories of podcasts. Weed podcast, sex and like culture podcast, fashion podcast, jewelry podcast, business podcast, music podcast, lifestyle podcast. And even like some comedic podcast, they all there's there's an argument to be made that any rapper or singer, as a human being, could go onto those podcasts and have a really interesting conversation. Here's the thing, bro. Every rapper and singer they go to YouTube, Instagram, CNN, fucking, um, um, fucking Complex, MTV. They go to all these other platforms, you know. Charlamagne the God, fucking Joe Budden, and talk about their latest albums and their perspectives on life and shit. But those other podcasts that I just said, dude, they're fucking, they're fucking on it's untapped human beings there that are just waiting to hear new and interesting perspectives. <clears throat> and the fan bases, dude, of podcasts are so much deeper. So much deeper. Because they're in this, you know. The podcast is in the shower with you. It's it's something you're listening to in the car. <clears throat> and so, long story short, the idea would be to get those rappers and singers onto those podcasts. And to have them come on and talk about whatever the podcast is about. Fuck your music. Fuck that shit. That's what I'm doing with my podcast. I'm having rappers and singers and creatives and comedians and fucking my friends come on here and just talk about topics in life. Just talk about life for once. And so imagine if some of these rappers come on and 
you know, banter back and forth with a comedian or go talk about their experiences with weed or talk about sex or talk about lifestyle and talk about mental health or talk about um, business or whatever the case is. Don't talk about the music. The people that listen to that podcast can be like, damn, like this is a cool fucking artist, like for the human version of them, not the fucking music. And then what you do is you ask the um, podcast host to um, to to put the music in the beginning and the end like I do. And dude, there's endless amount of podcasts. They're not going to charge you, bro. Right. I'm never, dude, I've done 75 guest spots. I've never been charged once. That's lit. They want content. They want content. They need the content. Isn't that a good idea to give artists different types of exposure? So what you do is you ask to put the link in the bio, of course, the music to your latest singles in the front and the end, and just come on there and just be you and talk about life and um, and watch your audience grow because new people will learn to connect with you. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And we probably could charge artists... I, I would get artists on four podcasts for... Four podcasts for eight eight hundred to twelve hundred bucks. Okay. Four ninety minute podcast. I think that's worth it. That is, if they're solid podcasts, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. I, and I think it's worth it because what you do is once you even once you do the podcast, you take that link to your podcast. And you put it on your own platforms as well. And anyone that is already a, an original subscriber to that podcast, now they have an opportunity to learn you. I think for four podcasts, an artist would grow <clears throat> a thousand to five thousand new fans over the course of a year. Because you know what? I, yeah, because you know what I mean by like a podcast, right? Like like these podcasts, these podcasts, bro. They they have fan bases that just like forever go back and listen to the library of content. Like they just go back and rinse and repeat the content. Right. So over the course of a year, they could grow five thousand new fans potentially, or or exposure to human beings. Yeah, and I think that's incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. And I would say to him, it's like, look, you already have the artist. So just let me do the hard work of getting on the podcast. And if they pay us a thousand bucks, you know, let's go 50-50 on it. That'd be lit, dude. And let's just see what happens. Let's work with five artists and just see what happens. You know, make 5,000 bucks. Split it, you know, 50-50 or, you know, maybe not. Split it, <clears throat> split it 60-40 his way because he's providing the talent. And okay. and see what happens, just as a test run. And I seriously, see if it, dude. And I know it'll work because what I would pitch to the podcast, the people, I would pitch to them. Look, I'm not having you, and I'm not wanting you to have this guy or this girl come into your podcast and talk about anything that they're doing in their career. I don't want this to be an interview. I want they have an ability to talk about anything you want to talk about in your sector. Okay. Yeah, I like the way that works. 
Because you realize that's what artists have done when they come on to my shit. Like when Hassan yeah. came on to mine, he talked about shit Hassan cares about. Yeah, he talked about what he cared about. He didn't talk, he didn't really, you know, dive too much into, you know, his career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to know him as a person, not just as the artist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, all right, I'll let you run though, bro. I don't know. I guess that's it, man. Um, you gonna smoke later and chill? Oh yeah, I already did. When did you smoke? Uh, right like two hours ago. So you on cruise control? Yeah, I'm just chilling, man. Honestly. I like that feeling when it like is not as strong and it's just like you on you on autopilot. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I really like that. I'm ex- I'm you know I, can I tell you something? I'm actually I'm genuinely excited to see Kenzie too. Like I'm you know I'm looking forward to her. I feel like she. I feel like, um, I feel like, uh, I feel like she should definitely do like a edible or some shit, like just to be in her zone. Cause I know like, you know what I'm saying? She don't yeah, drink like that. A, she's not a huge drinker. But know? she seems like the person to have a great personality and not need to be drunk. Yeah. Which is hard to do, which is good. <laughs> edible would get you lit. <laughs> yeah, but it, it would be a long night for her though. She would get tired toward the back half though. Yeah. But um, maybe some shrooms. But she's probably not she's probably not cool to go out in public with them. So yeah, so I this is another thing to do. I think I think I'm gonna lay off. I'm I'm I don't Cause he hasn't hit me up about the Molly and, and I don't think I'm gonna do um I don't think I'm gonna do the shrooms again. Like I've done them a lot, you know. Um Just wait on it. Yeah, but like I said, I, I don't, I'm trying to think right now, what I'm trying to think about is like what type of alcohol I'm going to get and how, how I want to get drunk. Cause I want to, you know, I want to, I want to analyze some shit. I want to be like, I don't know, bro. I just want, I, I love the way the shrooms made me feel, bro. I don't fucking know, dude. Like, I just, I loved it. Like, I Just so introspective and clear and honest and horny and fucking. See, I didn't. I didn't get the horny part from it. I got the the goofy. Uh, oh shit! On uh, you know the conversation that was going type shit. You have to do it one on one with her. Okay. Yeah, you do it one on one. You might change your fucking mind. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I don't know. The only reason I'm considering not doing it is because I think there's already a little bit of anxiety built around it with the price of it and how Sydney's are and Sydney's being with the new people and so I think I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to read that energy you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want that energy uh, around you when you're doing that. You want to just have positive, good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I already told you what I might do, so <laughs> I might be okay. Uh, man, you're like, you gotta stop that shit, bro. You gotta stop it, but hey, it is what it is, man. All right, I'm gonna knock out the rest of these topics and fucking go piss, man. I need to pee anyway, so I appreciate you, though, bro. No problem, man. All right, we'll talk. All right, so that was Dez, guys. Um, 
it's always great having him on the podcast, guys, to be honest. He he always brings, I don't know, just really interesting perspectives on shit. And he's a better talker than I think people give him credit for. And I think even himself, I remember when I made the podcast, I said, do you want to come on as a regular guest? And he was, I actually offered him the opportunity to like start the podcast with me. Um, but um, he was a little nervous. But he's, 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 he's panned out to do great. And I, and I love when he comes on because he facilitates me in a way that I love, which is dope. Um, I'm going to do some rapid fire and get the fuck out of here, guys. I keep pinching the tip of my dick because I need to pee. So um, I got to finish this up. Um, all right. If if I had 90 days to live, what's the one thing I would leave behind um, that people could learn from? Accountability. 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 Um, rapid fire. That's what I'm going to do. Accountability. Uh, what fight can you say Floyd lost? So for those that don't know, Floyd Mayweather historically claims that he was fully undefeated, which he was by the judge's scorecard. Um, I'll say this. Based off of luck, not my personal opinion, based off of luck, though, the De La Hoya fight, the De La Hoya fight and the, and the Madonna fight, um, The De La Hoya fight and the um, and the Maidana fight, I can say that um, I can say that he may have lost those fights. And what I mean by that, I don't agree with that perspective, but I could see how someone could take it that way. I think in the De La Hoya fight, if there was a different type of judge and, and luck wasn't on Floyd's side, I could see the I could see the judge being a little bit more um, a little bit more supportive of um, lots of energy and, and, and output and ignore some of, you know, Floyd's accuracy. And then I think on the Maidana fight, the same thing, just the energy. Um, but I also think Maidana, I think you could over-exaggerate some of like the big shots that he took. Cause that was, you know, Maidana did something to, to Floyd that no human being has ever done because his punches were so wild. So, you know, if we were gonna if we were gonna say, you know, we could change Floyd to forty eight and two based off of those. Say something now, motherfucker. <laughs> um, your favorite Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci movies? Uh, I'll just give the macros on that. I'm gonna choose Goodfellas, Casino, um, Joe Pesci in Home Alone. And Robert De Niro in Robert De Niro in Meet the Parents and Meet the Falkers. Um, De Niro showed an ability to still have that stoic, tough mentality, but he showed the ability to have such an awkward comedic ability that I think a lot of people didn't realize. And I honestly think, like from the bottom of my fucking heart, I think. Um, Um, I think, um, I think Robert De Niro, sorry, I got a text. I think Robert De Niro needed to be and should be praised more for his abilities and meet the parents and meet the Falkers. I think it's, I think it's talented. Um, let me, let me, all right, let me spit out my thoughts on Ozark and get the fuck out of here. Guys, Ozark, oh my God. How much do I want to say? 
Ozark is in an interesting period right now where the parents, I think the parents are, the the, the, the director of the Ozark, the, how, what the fuck am I saying? The director of Ozark is doing a phenomenal job with the main characters and showing them from an angle of them spiraling because they really, really are like, if you look at what's happening with Jonah, if you look at what's happening with the daughter, if you look at what's happening with the parents, if you look at what's happening with the decisions they're making, if you look at what's happening with all the business deals they're trying to, they're rolling a lot of dice at one time. Like a lot of fucking dice at one time. They're rolling a lot of fucking dice at one time. They're rolling dice with this new woman with the investment. They're losing, they're rolling dice with their fucking life with this guy's cousin they're they're rolling dice with the they're just the fucking dea like they're rolling a lot of dice and i think and i think since they're rolling a lot of dice i think they're putting themselves in a position to have so much happening where they're just reacting they're just reacting and trying to be proactive and be ahead of the curve but they're not so i think i said this in in another podcast there's a real argument that can be made that I'm willing to sit down and really potentially make that has them dying. And I think I talked about this in a different episode, but my my girl, my fiance has stated on the record and I haven't finished it yet. So that's why I'm being kind of cool with this, but she has stated on the record because if this happens, I'm going to freak the fuck out. She has stated on the record prior to knowing anything. She wasn't on Twitter, wasn't on Instagram, wasn't on Facebook, didn't Google this, fuck all that, didn't watch it. She's like, what if that car crash was fake? What if that was not actually them? And what if they got out of the country? Because how is this going to actually end? That is the fucking question, guys. How is this actually going to end? I think the one thing that the writer and the directors do with this 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 show is they have they have moments that are bad that are realistic. Like I hate the movies where like 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 they kill people instantly without reaction, without talking, without that's how real life works. People just die in real life quickly, efficiently. People just make mistakes and like have repercussions. Like shit just reactively happens. There's not this buildup of this bullshit narrative. And I think you're starting to finally see that come out. And I think you saw that come out when Helen got shot proactively and randomly and just suddenly. And, you know, so she was like, what if they die in that car crash? But it's actually not them. But they but the, but, but they think it's them. Um, and what if that's the way they get out? Um, my idea, which was not as great. I said, well, what if Jonah and the and the daughter, what if they are... Um, what if the parents die and they do like some power shit that's happening with power with the 50 cent show? And what if they, they what if they just jump in and uh, take over the business? <laughs> right. What if it's a never ending cycle because the cousin kills the guy? And what if, you know, it's a really interesting thing, guys, really interesting thing that's happening here. So um, look, this is my podcast my podcast you fucking guys know that this is the end of my podcast um i need to piss really bad thank you all i love you all um i did the best to uh to share as many thoughts that i had thank you des for coming on and uh 
yeah, that's about it. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We get money, man. Yes, sir. We trippy, man. Where's Khalifa, man? Juicy J. Let's, Let's go. go. Get up, bitch. 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 Get up, get up. Foreign cars. That's every day. A million off a tour. That's every day. Hundred broads. That's every day. Getting this money, living large in every way. Smoking dope. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. Smoking dope. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. Rapping ass nigga. There go Wiz here, rapping ass nigga. I'm in the bins, getting brain from a centerpiece. Before you can mention my name, I need ten at least I know they hate cause of the paper that a nigga see Light a J and say a prayer for my enemies mm. Yeah, made men, bunch of made ass niggas When you paid, then you with some paid ass niggas I heard that money growing trees, so I grew one Left my old bitch at home, got a new one Said that I quit drinking, but I'm back at it I said that I quit drinking, but I'm back at it. Your bitch leaving with us, nigga, that's tragic. The roof go in the trunk, that's magic. She rolling weed and she don't even smoke. Come to your job and make it flood, but you gon' need a boat. Foreign cars, that's every day. A million off a tour, that's every day. Hundred broads. That's every day, getting this money, living large in every way. Smoking dope. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. Smoking dope. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. I'm 20 years in and I still win. Hanging with the tailors, drinking gin, and I'm dancing. Sunday I will ride the Bugatti. Monday I ride Benz. Any chicken, all of her friends, you know I'm tossing, tossing. Money spin, little money fold. You got one crib, juicy got four. Only clubs that I like gotta have pole. Only fuck with model chicks, but I play with hoes. My mansion sitting on 40 acres. Who the neighbors? Kobe Bryant from the Lakers. Now that's paper. And I still mob through the hood. I don't need no waivers. Cause if you niggas get wrong, I'm gonna see you later. Throwing cars, that's every day. A million off a tour, that's every day. Hundred broads, that's every day. Getting this money, living large in every way. Smoking dope. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. Smoking dope. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day. That's every day.